You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Your Health is Your Choice, right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and I'm back with the wonderful Mary Toko. Yes, it's vaccine talk again, folks. We've given you so many shows, and I know some of them have really shaken you up. We've talked about where vaccines started, what was the agenda behind them, did they work? We talked about the ingredients that are in them. Horrifying show, really horrifying. Then we talked about um, how not to vaccinate your children and how to build up a strong immune system before vaccinating them. Today, we're talking about building up the immune system after vaccinating them and also preventing any form of illnesses, rather like this coronavirus out there right now, which we will talk a little bit about. But we want to concentrate on what the solutions are today in building that strong immune system so you do not lay victim to any of these viruses going around. Uh, I do invite you to go back and listen to all of the shows. This is an encyclopedia of information. Mary has been studying this for 25 years, 40 years, really dabbling into it. Uh, she brings you the scientific facts. She's really a journalist um, who's bringing you the facts and the science behind it. I know that a lot of people, especially with the virus out there at the present moment, are running panic. I want a vaccine. I want a vaccine. But before you run to the vaccines, you do need to know your facts. And quite honestly, if you listen to some of the health people, they say, hands washed, don't touch your face, uh, stay away from people who are sick and just follow good hygiene. And that is one of the main basic principles behind it. But how do we build a strong immune system in today's world with everything that's around there? So let's dive right back into this show here today. And we're going to be talking about the, the, the building up of the immune system and, you know, help my child is sick and healing a sick child. But it's not just sick children. It's our own immune system as an adult if you've had vaccines in the past. Uh, she is an author. Her next book is called Help My Child is Sick. And she's sharing with us all wonderful tidbits and knowledge that we need to know today in order to build that immune system. So welcome back, Mary. Thank you so much. It's great to be back with you again. Now, let's get this out of the way of the top of the thing, the coronavirus that's out there right now. It's got the whole world in a panic. And, you know, I mean, there's some horrific things happening. You know, people throwing their pets from the balcony because somebody started to think that the pets started it. And, uh, you know, people are attacking Oriental people, you know, thinking they're the, the virus carriers. Can we just put it straight as the knowledge that you do know right now on what the coronavirus is and um, how it came about and what we can do about it? Yes, well, I first would like to recommend everybody find Del Big Tree, the high wire. Um, you can find him on YouTube. He has a weekly program and he is a medical journalist who is, he's not into hype. He's not into, you know, theories or conspiracies. He's into facts. Mm -hmm. And I recently watched his amazing uh, take on the coronavirus. Um, he has a PhD genetic researcher on there who looked at the sequencing of this particular coronavirus. As I was saying earlier, uh, Sarah, coronavirus is very common. It's much like a cold virus. 
in um, those parts of the world, it's usually just like a common cold or a respiratory problem. But this particular virus is a combination virus of the bat and the snake, was made in a laboratory. It does not exist in, in the wild. So they have been able to actually state that it is a laboratory created virus. We do not know yet whether or not it was a biowarfare um, project or whether it was China trying to come up with a vaccination for coronavirus. Uh, but we do know that this particular virus is man-made from a laboratory and it is very dangerous mm -hmm. because we have a combination of two different animal vaccines that people are being exposed to. Our immune systems have never seen anything like this on earth. And we don't want to sound an alarm and, and freak people out. But at the same time, I think we need to understand that we live in very precarious times. Mm -hmm. uh, our government and many, many governments out there are really, really looking at vaccinations as a way to save the world, when in reality, that just isn't going to happen. So we have to take precautionary efforts on our own part and protect ourselves as good as we can. And so there are a few things that I would encourage people to do to build their immune system and to protect them. And these are things that I think everyone should have in the home, regardless of what's going on, because they're going to be protective in the time of any type of health crisis. We talked a little bit about um, silver. There's different types of silver out there. Most people think of colloidal silver, uh, and there are some good brands of colloidal silver. The one that I like is Argentin silver. It can be picked up all over the place. Um, and this is a silver product that is even smaller than colloidal and is very, very effective at protecting and boosting our immune system. So it's smaller in, in the sense of smaller molecules, so the penetration exactly. of it is better, yes. Exactly. And you can YouTube doctors that have used it talking about it, and you'll see that they've been using it for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, essential oils. Uh, mm -hmm. I personally uh, am stocking up on some thieves oil, not only to spray in the mouth or to drop in a nebulizer, but to also, they have thieves oil for hand sanitation purposes, which is very important, mm -hmm. as you mentioned washing the hands frequently. If you're out in public, avoid touching things if you can, um, but wash those hands before you eat. Also, I also heard that this virus is very easily transferred through the eye mucus. So make sure if you touch your eyes, your hands are clean. Wow. Um, right. Yes, that it's not just through the nose and the mucous membrane in the, in the lungs, but it's also transferable in the eye. So in other so words, it's, it's, it's liquid transferable, not airborne. Exactly. Right. So we have to keep, keep our hands out of our eyes. Um, you know, if your children are obviously toddlers or running all over the place, playgrounds, whatever, keep um, something to clean their hands. Yep. I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of antibacterial hand sanitizers because I think they do a lot of harm. But sometimes you got to have that in your toolbox yeah. just in case. In your handbag for when they're at the playground before you get them home to wash their hands properly. Right. And like I said, I prefer thieves oil sanitizer and other natural sanitizers mm -hmm. that will work very good. Um, of course, keeping a clean house is important. Yes. Um, another thing, if you do find that there are people around you who are having these outbreaks and you need to wear a mask, if you're going to travel on an airplane, perhaps you, if you're going to another foreign country, you might want to have a mask handy. The one that is highly recommended is the 3M brand 
and it's the 8511, it is actually, hold on, N95. This is the one with the little respirator, respirator nozzle in the front. It's a thicker mask. It's going to attach to the face very cleanly. Um, if men have to wear it, they might have to shave, but this will at least give you a, a good uh, seal if you need to seal. Also, if you're concerned about catching the contaminant through the eyes, 3M makes a mask for the eyes. This one, again, is going to seal the eyes area and keep, um, keep things out. Uh, it's not just over the nose, it's over all, you know, I mean, it's a very good sealing mask. And this one is by 3M. You can get them at Lowe's and Home Depot. Um, so, and these are things that I have purchased just in case, mm -hmm. because this is very unpredictable. Another thing that I just recently found out about, have, have done some research on, is a, water, a negative water ionized um, called WATA. And this water increases your negative ions in your body and helps you become more hydrated in your cellular level. Cells that are hydrated are going to function better. They're going to be less toxic. I don't make money off of this, folks. Right, yes. I'm going um, to just um, um, spell that out for people for just listening to the audio um, so they know what brand it is and where to get it. Yes. It is, it's by Aquanew, which is one word, and it's Watt, W-A-T-T dash A-A-H, Wata. It's kind right. of a cute little play. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, in, it's, um, it's got negative ions in it. And you don't just guzzle this. You take it a little sip at a time until you build up your reserves. But over time, I have heard and I have seen tons of health problems clear up just using this water. So, of course, you want to be doing it if you're heading into the flu season or mm -hmm. you're living up where you don't get sunshine or whatever. I, I got it, and I'm starting to take it now. This is um, I had it since yesterday. So, And I know a lot of people who are buying this. Again, it's just building up our reserves. Mm-hmm. Having vitamin D3, having a vitamin C powder, um, having, like I said, essential oils available, having a nebulizer available is good. In case somebody starts to have an upper respiratory problem, you can take colloidal silver or um, 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 argentin silver and put it in the nebulizer and you can nebulize it. Now, if you don't have a nebulizer, how would you use it? Um, well, drinking it for one. Mm -hmm. um, I suppose you could put some in a pan of water and cover yourself and kind of right, the old-fashioned way right yes hot i remember water, the, the towel over your head right my my father used to do that yeah, with us yes. he would throw a little vix in the water yes and yes. he would just be over that vix vape but yeah. sometimes it just opened up your airways yeah that was so uh, as an asthmatic that's what they used to do with me before the ventolin pump came along and that was a uh, vix rubbed all over me and my up my nose everything and over the hot water with the towel and it works yes it does so more importantly, don't panic. Yes. Um, I always say, and this is just no matter what, I live in, in uh, South Carolina, we have hurricanes. Mm -hmm. I always have some big bags of rice on hand and some canned goods, organic canned goods on hand and things that I might need should I not be able to get out and go to a grocery store. Extra toilet paper. These are just common sense things yeah. that I think everybody should have. And, and if you live in an area where you lose your electricity, my goodness, it doesn't hurt to be prepared in all of these areas. Right. So that if there is some catastrophic outbreak, which is possible, we aren't, we aren't stuck at home starving. Right. We have what we need. And um, I encourage people just get one of those nice big plastic containers, 
put all of your supplies in there and stick it in a garage somewhere. And that way, if you have a crisis, you have it handy to you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, preparation is always the best thing. Stitch and nine, right? So it saves, oh, stitch and time saves nine, right? Having alcohol, hydrogen peroxide, yeah. um, basic, basic um, uh, first aid kit on hand is always very important. And water, you know, get gallons you of bet. water, preferably in a glass container, You're not right. a plastic one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, again, we don't know how bad this is going to get. I don't know that the government will do a good job letting us know. Right. I think you have to kind of really search for the truth. I think um, some of the videos that I've watched are already pulled off YouTube, mm -hmm. which tells me there might be more to this than what we're being told. Right. So just be aware. And now, for, we, we've had a couple of cases here in British Columbia in Canada, but none mm -hmm. of them have gone to a hospital. They're at home, you know, and it's rather like a bad flu. And it seems to be hitting people with a weak immune system, people already with issues, you know, diabetes, respiratory, um, you know, people recovering from cancer, etc. So again, if, if you have a strong immune system and you're sensible, you're not likely to get it. Um, unless you're kissing somebody with it, then, then you're in direct contact. But from what we're hearing on the cases here is that um, people are homebound and being monitored and being isolated at home, but being monitored and seem to be doing okay. So far, touch wood, we've had no deaths. Well, and I do know they say one of the problems is, is you can carry it for 12 days before mm. you have any symptoms. Yes. Which makes it a little bit hard to know who might be contagious. In fact, if you have it, you're contagious. There's no getting around right. that. And this um, is why if you are flying or taking any public transport, things like the goggles and the mask, they're not 100%. But if, as we know, it is liquid. You know, uh, if somebody rubs their eyes and touches your hand or touches the seat and you touch the seat afterwards, you know, that is how it could be uh, contagious. So, you know, again, that precaution, if you are public uh, transporting, especially on any flights, um, it's a good idea then to do that. And it's okay to be overly cautious at that point. Yes. So, I mean, that's all we can do is, is be prepared yeah. and pray a lot mm -hmm. um, and hope that our government does the responsible thing, whichever. And, and by the way, I do not have faith in any vaccination coming out of this. Um, uh, Del Bigtree on the high wire discusses the, the PhD who he's talking with, who's a geneticist. Basically they say that there's, the studies that they have done on animals with this particular virus have shown that the animals die. So we cannot count on a government vaccine to come out in the next three to six months. It's just not going to be safe. And, in, and so. it, it was seemed to be a vaccine for the coronavirus that's gone wrong. You exactly. know, whether it was deliberate or not deliberate, it's gone wrong. So it's already shown you know, it's ineffectiveness. So basically, we're right back to what we were talking about in the beginning, which is build your immune system. That's your only defense. Absolutely. Between this and everything else out there. So, so let's uh, hear on the people. We, you know, we talked about if you don't want to vaccinate your children, how to build their immune system so that they are, you know, have a good defense against anything out there. But, you know, for the people who have been vaccinated, you know, this is scary. Oh, does that mean I'm subject to? And yes, it could be. You know, um, I've got a few ailments which could very well come from that in the past. Who knows? But the point is, don't give up hope or don't panic because if you have had your children vaccinated and you've noticed that they've picked up some illnesses along the way, you can still build their immune system up. 
back to a healthy level. And this is really where I want to put the focus on today of don't panic, there is hope. So let's talk about that. Absolutely. I think the place to begin is to, first of all, expose all of the things in our environment that we have control over. Yes. Some things we don't have control over, like our air quality outside. With chemtrails and other things going on in our air, we have no control over that. We do have control over things that we bring into our home and also things that we take and do to our body and buy. So I think we have to acknowledge, first of all, we have three generations now of people who've been vaccinated. I would have been the first generation in the 1950s and 60s. Then my children, 70s and 80s, whatever, 90s, would have been the second generation. Now we have those people who are now having children. So there is something called parental toxicity that we bring along to our children, which does affect their ability to fight diseases and illnesses. Uh, we have to at least acknowledge that that is a, is a fact. Mm -hmm. um, I also think that we are, of course, over-vaccinating, over-medicating, which we've already covered that. Um, we also have poor soil conditions in which we're growing our food. Our soil is lacking the essential elements and minerals, and it's contaminated with pesticides, insecticides, GMO. And, yes. and GMO foods. Also, our animals that we do eat, such as cows and lambs and um, you know chickens and such, their, their own food sources are highly contaminated. Um, in my lecture, Raising Children Nature's Way, I talk a lot about how chicken feed is like 50% arsenic. It's ah, terrible. Yeah. And, and it's like, yeah. so we have to look at what we're putting into our mouth and what type of food products that we're buying. So we're being inundated with all of these things and it's no wonder we're so sick. Right. It's, it's yeah. literally along the chain, isn't it? Right down from the it, soil, you know, right. uh, for the, even if you are a vegetarian or a vegan, if it's not been organically grown, you know, you are, you are taking, um, North America is still one of the only places in the world that allows GMO. It's been banned everywhere else. And, uh, you know, the re veganism is on the rise because of the way they literally manufacture um, livestock but you've also got to remember you're also eating the terror of that animal as well so we are what we eat we are Absolutely. what we consume and what we take in and we're blindly trusting that food that's out on the shelf there is safe and it's not no it definitely isn't so so um another thing too we're eating animals that are being fed grains when they're meant to eat grasses and that will affect the quality of the meat as well as the milk. And if you drink animal milk, you're getting hormones and, and antibiotics like yes. crazy. Yes. Um, I've never been a fan of, of, of cow's milk. I didn't raise my children drinking cow's milk. I use it in my coffee cream, but, but that's about, I, I'm not a big fan of ice cream and, and cheeses and stuff because of the hormones and, and, and antibiotics that will get into those food products. Then we have to talk about what mother's doing while she's pregnant. Right. Is she getting vaccinated? Is she doing medications? Mm -hmm. And what is her diet like during her pregnancy? Is she drinking diet Pepsi and, and fast foods at, at you know, a McDonald's and, and other Frankenfoods? Um, or is she doing everything she can to protect that unborn baby and eating organic and you know, drinking clean water? And then what happens to the baby after they're born? The, vet, the meds that they give these kids, if your children are vaccinated, they end up at the doctor's office getting many antibiotics. And so 
one thing I will say, it's not just the vaccines that are causing autism, ADD, and touch and deficit, and all of these other crisis problems in our children. It's also antibiotic use the first years of life. Yeah, so, and you know, they've got commercials out there right now about, you know, um, you take too many antibiotics and it breaks down your immune system. The antibiotics stop working. Well, you know, somebody, yes. but I've only had them once this year. Why? Well, you're having it through the meat you eat and through everything else that's out there and you don't realize what else it is in. And it just, you know, it gets to a point that when you actually do need an antibiotic, it's not going to work anymore. And I will say too, one round of antibiotics in a child can wipe out the good flora in their gut and set them up for a whole lifetime of problems. And I bring this up in my book. The, my book, of course, is Natural Immune Development, and, and it is on my website, childhoodshots.com. But I bring this up and I talk a lot about what we're doing to our children to break down their immune system. And antibiotics is a very, very big part of that. So you have to beware. Yeah. Then we have to consider the 80,000 chemicals in our environment. <laughs> um, we have toxic homes. Mm -hmm. We use air fresheners, cleaners, personal products such as shampoo, lotions, toothpaste. Um, vitamins even are toxic if they're just you know, bought off the shelf. They, they have heavy metals in them. And so there's a lot of things that we have to look at carefully and begin to clean up in our environment. Yes. And yes. I tell people, you know, do what you can about what you bring into your home. So your home and your gut, you know, because um, yes. we, we, you're in a public place and they're most certainly going to be using very high, strong chemicals, you know, malls and other places um, yes. because of the bacteria. And again, you know, we can't protect ourselves from everything outside of our door, right. even if we change everything inside of it. So, but in order to, to, to rebuild an immune system, you really do have to start detoxing and kind of get the toxins out of the body. And, you know, one of the things is you, you know, bodies to uh, areas to be addressed is the gut, the brain and the nervous system. And they're very, very affected by toxins in our body, aren't they? Yes. And those are the three main areas that you do have to focus on all at once, mm -hmm. the gut, the brain, and also the nervous system. So Underlying all of it is inflammation, mm -hmm. vaccinations, antibiotics, over-the-counter medications, um, environmental toxins all lead to inflammation in the body, which is the foundation for every illness in the body. Yeah. So in the brain, we have to look at what metals our children have been exposed to through the vaccines. They most likely have a lot of aluminum issues, some thimerosal mercury issues, uh, MSG, monosodium glutamate is used in vaccines. We know, not, know that uh, at least five vaccinations are uh, contaminated with glyphosate. So the blood-brain barrier has been opened up by these chemicals, and these chemicals can get into the brain and settle there, which causes tremendous amount of problem. Mm -hmm. Then you add the gut problem, and we know that there's a gut-blood relationship, gut-brain relationship. Um, and, and people will say, well, I, I don't get it. You know, how does your gut have anything to do with your brain. And if you're an adult and you've ever had alcohol, um, imagine taking a sip of um, you know, strong alcohol, whether it's whiskey or vodka on an empty stomach first thing in the morning, how fast do you think you would feel it in your brain or in your body? Well, I mean, the fast. logic is the food too. We're eating to provide fuel to our body. 
to our brain, to our muscles, to our whole thing. And the gut is where that food exactly. goes to, to process. So the gut is most certainly, you know, the, the colon, the liver and the, and the kidneys. You know, the, they're the most three vital organs because they're the ones that clean everything out and get the whole mechanism going throughout the body. And if they're in trouble, we're in trouble. Because it then affects your lungs, um, your pancreas, your joints, your muscles, uh, your, your ability to create healthy cells. Unhealthy cells produce unhealthy cells. Strong cells produce strong cells. So we're continually remaking cells in our body. Different organs re replace cells at different times, but we're always remaking cells. So the goal is to be healthier next year than you are in 2020. And you can do this. Mm -hmm. I don't care how old you are. Mm -hmm. I am healthier today at 63 than I was at 35. I have a few more wrinkles, but I have no health problems. Um, so, and I take no medications. So, I mean, it can be done. Yes. Um, but it does take a focused effort. So, just talking about the gut, how would you know if your child has? A gut imbalance. Well, these are some of the signs. Um, a, a bloated belly. Mm -hmm. You know, if your baby runs around with that little Buddha belly happening, and you notice it gets bigger after eating, that's a sign that they have dysbiosis of the gut. Now, I'm not a medical doctor, and I don't diagnose, but that is a term that basically means that the gut is out of balance, and there's a good chance that child has some bacterial. Um, even parasitic activity going on in that gut, which is not good. Uh, so also constipation. If your baby is not going to the bathroom at least once a day, having a healthy bowel movement, ease, you know, easily sitting on the toilet, not having to struggle, not having any pain or cramping, and a nice medium colored floater comes out, that's a healthy bowel movement. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything other than that is not healthy. So constipation is huge. Runny stool, reoccurring runny stool. I've, I talk to adults all the time and they say, oh, I don't have constipation. My, I actually have three or four bowel movements a day. And I'm like, is it runny? Oh yeah. And I'm like, well, that's not good either. Mm -hmm. That's a sign of a problem. That's a sign of a, an irritation in that gut. So yeah. we're looking for healthy stools. Um, if the poop is burning your child, they have a serious problem in their gut. If they have rashes on their butt frequently or skin rashes, um, they could have parasites, they could have clostridia, which is a nasty uh, bacteria. But the biggest problem that seems to hit young children because of antibiotics is this thing called candida yeast. Yep. Candida yeast is very invasive. It not only stays in the gut, but it can migrate to every organ in the body and it will cause stimming, children on the spectrum who stim, It'll cause echolalia, which is where children repeat you or repeat the same thing over. Instead, if you ask them a question, are you hungry? They say, are you hungry? Instead of saying, yes, I'm hungry or no. So echolalia, um, um, many, many uh, of the psychological problems that children are having, meltdowns are directly related to candida yeast. Uh, ticks, if a child has a neurological tick, or Tourette's syndrome. These can be associated with yeast, candida, gut problems, and you know have to be addressed that way. Uh, so you can have uh, organ problems, um, and that all leads to 
food allergies. Mm -hmm. When you have a gut problem, the bacteria in the gut, mainly candida, will eat microscopic holes between the gut blood barrier, which means foods that you eat, the proteins of those foods, now get into the blood system where they do not belong. Your body attacks them there because they don't belong in the blood system and you create antibodies against those food products, mm -hmm. which okay. is food allergy. Right. Okay. I mean, yeah, all of this is in the gut. It's, a, you know, um, I, everything that you talked about there, yes, I relate to either somebody I know or my own kids or myself. And it's, we don't associate all of those things. You know, we jump to autism or we jump to, you know, mental health problems when really it's gut problems. And if we cleaned out the gut and had a well-balanced diet, then perhaps we're not looking at all of these other problems that we're so quick to label. Exactly. And even people that have children with attention deficit hyperactivity, um, um, you know, a child who's throwing tantrums and melting down all the time, uh, children that have anger issues, children who don't sleep, all of this can go back to that gut. And, and I tell people, you know, the spectrum is like a puzzle piece. In fact, the puzzle is really accurate because in order to make a puzzle, you have all these moving parts that work together. Mm -hmm. And this is what's going on with the autism and all of the spectrum between, you know, from the hyperactivity, learning disabilities, all the way to the full blown autism. It's all part of the same problem, only in different severity. And it really goes back to how well your child has been able to detox and cope with their environment and their vaccines. And if your child is severe on the spectrum, that means their detox pathways and their, um, their body was not able to handle the toxic load and it, it got the best of them. Okay. So it really depends on the child how we go about this and how aggressively a person has to go about this. I will also say the earlier you start working with children, the better. Mom or dad, if you see a constant rash on the child, eczema, psoriasis in their joints, you know, children get it on their elbows, behind their knees, on their fingers, and their, you know, on their toes. This is an autoimmune sign. This means your child is already dealing with gut imbalances and possibly candida and food allergies. My God, you've just described me. I literally was hospitalized for that problem with my eczema. And it wow. looked like boils on my body all over. And, you know, the crevices and behind the knees. Yes. Constantly my fingers were bandaged. You know, exactly. cracks around the side of the mouth. And nobody ever thought about gut. And this is back in the 50s and 60s where we really weren't that heavily into the chemical foods. So it's, you know, where the hell did I get it from? But you are describing me there. Don't want your child to go through that, folks, please. It would have been vaccinations or um, antibiotics or some genetic sensitivities you picked up from mom. Mm -hmm. And that is something we do have to consider as well. Yeah. I'm going to talk about lab testing real quick. Lab testing, and I, I hope people have a pen and paper and can take some notes. And we will give you some resources at the end of this. But there are specific labs that you need to, to have or take for your child that are gonna identify, number one, what's most important to deal with first, how bad this is, and what has to be addressed. We cannot guess at this. We have to aggressively do lab testing because if you don't, you're guessing and you're wasting your money 
your time, your energy, and time is of the essence for these children. Right. So I recommend the following labs, and this is based on years of working in the clinical environment and being, as I said, I hosted five conferences with my daughter, Dr. Renee Hunter, and, and we invited all the best doctors into a three-day conference who were trained in all these specific areas to train other doctors mm -hmm. because this is a very complex problem. So the first thing I would do is an IgG food allergy test. Um, it basically looks at 87 commonly consumed foods. Uh, the panel also includes an IgE measurement, and this is how the body reacts to foods in many different ways. Um, I would recommend a candida yeast testing, something called the organic acid test. You can learn about this on Great Plains Laboratory, gpl.com. They, they have it in all languages. They're worldwide. I have done, I've done this probably four times in my own life. Mm -hmm. uh, my mm -hmm. grandchildren have had it. All my kids have had it. We, we have to look at what's going on in that gut. And this is yeah. one way to identify if we have that terrible candida yeast. Heavy metal testing is important. If you vaccinated your child, you need a provocative one. That means they're going to give your child an element that will pull out the metals that are stored in the tissue and get it into the urine where you collect the urine for 24 hours and then you shake it up and send a sample in. This will tell them parts per million of what your child is eliminating um, through that provocative, oh well. It's a big word, provocation. Um, big word. Yes. <laughs> so then I do always recommend genetic testing because I have discovered through my own children who were never to a medical doctor, never vaccinated, never had a prescription drug, never had any medication of any kind. And yet one of my children got very ill in her 20s and fell right into what I would almost call grown-up autism. Mm -hmm. And we've learned a lot about genetics since then, because years ago I used to say, you cannot have a genetic epidemic. It just doesn't happen. And you can't really. But what we do have is we have changes taking place in the epigenetics of the body. The environmental toxins around us, when we're breathing them in or coming in contact with them through our skin or whatever, are changing our epigenetics. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wonderful YouTube that you can watch that will explain epigenetics, and it's called epigenetics. Um, I think I gave you a link in the past, Sarah. I'm not sure for the epigenetics, but if not, we will put the link out there on the posting. And watch it because you will begin to see how the environment will change things in your genetic packaging and make you all of a sudden go from being one who can detox to one who can't detox. Mm -hmm. um, how you can go from one who assimilates the B vitamins to one who doesn't assimilate B vitamins, which is critical. Um, so genetic testing is very important. And I do have a woman who will work with people after their tests come in, describing what the genetic testing means I'm not going to give her name over the internet, but if you want that woman's name, you can contact me when you get your genetic testing done. I will contact you to her. She is a genius in her own right. She has been curing her own body from her own injuries throughout lifetime, and she really gets it. Um, and so I reference her whenever I do genetic testing or my family does genetic testing. 
So then we also need a comprehensive stool test. Now this can be done through Great Plains Laboratory, um, but this is going to tell us what pathogenic bacteria and parasites are in the gut. Uh, they do this through analyzing the stool. They will also test for natural and prescription products that will kill and treat your particular parasites or pathogenic bacteria. Very important. We have to do some mineral testing. Children on the spectrum are depleted of minerals. And I don't really have a lab to recommend. That would be something a parent would have to look up or work with their doctor on. And then red blood cell nutrient testing. This is looking at your cellular nutrition. Not what's in your blood, but what's getting into your cells. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not getting it into your cells, it doesn't matter what your blood looks like. Okay? <coughs> Excuse me. And some very important deficiencies would be the B12, all of the Bs, yes. but B12, vitamin D3, uh, vitamin C, and some of the other critical ones. Because if your child is depleted in those things, then that child is going to be having difficulty. And whether you're a child or not, as an adult, you need that as well, don't you? Um, you need that, um, you know, I take uh, the magnesium with the um, turmeric um, and the vitamin D at night and then vitamin C in the morning. Um, and I take the B12 three times a week. Um, and I think, again, it's kind of knowing your saturation because if you are so toxic in your body, you know, are, are you even absorbing these vitamins? They could be just being passed right through your body because your body's just too toxic to absorb anything. And I do think that's part of the problem. Americans run <clears> the, <throat> the vitamin store and they just buy these multivitamins and all these vitamins that don't even really break down in the system properly mm -hmm. and perhaps are too large to be absorbed. And so there's, you're wasting your money. Don't do that. Yes, Plus, actually, there's, there's a story, the Centrum, is it Centrum Vitamins? Yes. There was a yes. story I did a long time ago where somebody was sharing uh, a guy who had a porta potty, um, you know, at the fairs and things like this. And they said when they clean the porta potty out, they end up with a pile of the Centrum pills because all they've done is pass right through the body. They've not dissolved. Um, so, you know, yes. it's, we think we're putting good into our body, but really we're just wasting money and, and it's passing right through. You have to have something your body will absorb. And if your body's so toxic, it can't absorb anything. It's just going to destroy it. So detoxing is something we really need to do, isn't it? Well, we're going to talk to that, but I, I encourage people before you start detoxing, get your lab work at least done. Yes. And then, and then you can begin to clean. Then you know what up. you need to detox. Yeah. Exactly. You know, what are you targeting? Because it doesn't mean you have everything. Um, and if you know exactly what you're targeting, then it's easier to do rather than, you know, prioritizing, everything, you know, especially, especially your children. You have to prioritize yes. what's most important. Yes. Cause you don't so, want to overload their body. Right. Exactly. So let's say you get your kids. And by the way, I'm going to leave a link of what I call functional medical doctors who can assist people in this process. You will not get help from your traditional medical doctor. No. Your traditional no. medical doctor has no clue how to address these problems. No. Um, it's the doctors who came from traditional medicine, stepped out of the box and went, okay, we have a problem here. I need to go learn a whole new field of medicine in order to address these sick kids. And these are certified doctors. I'm going to have a link. Um, and, and it's, it's actually excellent because you can put in your zip code and you can put in, you know, search for a doctor in my area. It's called the Institute of Functional Medicine. 
and their, their web address is ifm.org. And they are a school who certify these doctors. And once they're certified, they recommend them. So I then, you know, of course, you call them, interview them, let them know your concerns, ask them what testing they do, ask them lots of questions, because not all doctors are equal of what they do. Right. Some doctors want to focus on adults and want to focus on, you know, specific things like depression, anxiety, or getting off of meds. Other doctors are focusing on gut health and, you know, all of the other things that, that, that you know, possibly could be out there. So... After you get your lab testing, then the first thing you do for these children across the board is remove gluten from their diet, remove, which is from wheat and grains, remove casein from dairy, remove processed artificial sugars, food colorings, um, boxed foods, fast foods, etc. Start to gradually get these things out of their diet. And I know that's not easy to do, especially when you have picky eaters yes. that are sensitive to texture, mm -hmm. they're sensitive to smells, um, their, their taste buds don't taste like yours and mine. Therefore, there might be only two or three things that they like to eat, but th there's a whole method of getting children past this. And I don't have time to go into it here, but you have to work with people who know how to work with children when it comes to changing the diet. Because Sarah, I know people whose kids will only eat french fries and chicken mcnuggets yes yes yeah and they're starving themselves to death yeah and so, I'm, I'm glad you've actually pointed that out because you know um years ago when I, I belonged to a particular network of nutrition you know one of the things that stuck with me is it doesn't matter if you're 200 pounds or 300 pounds you're malnutritioned uh, because you're not getting the right nutrients into the body. So do not look at a person and think, well, they look healthy because they're this weight or that weight. It's, uh, it's got nothing to do with the poundage. It's got to do with what uh, quality uh, foods you're putting into your body that can work for your body. And so it's, that's always stuck with me because we kind of assume that to be malnutrition, that you need to be absolutely starving. But we don't realize we are starving our body with the foods that we're putting in. Exactly. And, and who knows how well, if you have gut problems and that gut wall has been disrupted and you have pathogenic bacteria and candida yeast in there, they're also putting off negative byproducts. They're also dying. They're also creating no, more babies. So, I mean, it's a very yeah. invasive problem and you could be taking the best quality vitamins in the world, but if your gut is not pro yeah. properly processing them, you're wasting your money. Yes. Okay. And so, also, you know, you, you get despondent. Well, this isn't working. And really, you right. haven't given it a chance because, you know, it's going into a, a, a toxic sewage pit. And so it's not able to work. You've also, you know, um, got to understand that you have to give things time. You know, if our cycle is every three months, isn't it, of our cellular structure changing over. And if you're trying something new, it needs a good three months in order for it to kind of really attach and start doing good. It isn't like I took it today and I do, oh, I don't feel better, so I'm not going to bother tomorrow. This is a process and a lifestyle change for your Thank child. You. And while you're doing it for your child, do it for you. Because uh, we've been the victim of the vaccines or we've been a victim even just of our environment. And we've got to start taking ownership of our own bodies and say, no more, to the best of my ability, I'm only going to put the, 
the best clean foods in my system, my children's system, and do the best I can to avoid the toxins out there. You're not going to avoid everything, but if your gut is strong, then it's going to make the rest of your body strong. Yes, and even if your budget does not allow for you to do everything, at least focus on your young children. Um, this is very, very important. I, I hear people complain, oh, we don't have the finances for organic food. And yet they have TVs in every room. They have multiple cell phones. They have two or three cars. They've got motorcycles. They have toys. Their kids have more toys than they can play with. <coughs> There's wasteful money that yeah. you need to allocate towards yeah. food. Mm -hmm. You know, I know mothers who quit working to help heal their children and got rid of their car and, and do you know, they, they, they don't, they don't have all of the things they used to have, but they're healing their children. Well, they're more enriched, they're healthier, they're more abundant because of it. And they realize they don't need, you know, I think a lot of the, the way people go shopping for things is to make them feel better, but they don't realize the reason why they're feeling like that. This whole yes. emotional and depression, an anxiety that they're having that they're shopping to to cure um, is actually due to the fact that your body's in distress and needs help. So go back down to the root cause, right? Go down to the gut of it and start yes. paying attention to that. And I think if you can make the whole family change, you know, and you can do it one meal at a time, gradual, gradual, until it becomes something that that's what they want because they feel better for eating it. And, and that's, you know, um, very important that the whole family makes a change eventually mm. because it's all about lifestyle change. Yeah. Because as you choose to not vaccinate, you must learn how to promote health. You must bring health into your home and make it part of a family goal. Everybody in the home has to eventually be part of that or slowly and gradually sickness will creep its way right back into your home and you'll find yourself in a crisis situation at the emergency room or at a walk-in clinic yeah. doing more medications and drugs. So it does take commitment. And you know, the biggest thing is, is you have so many resources that I didn't have as a young mother. Mm -hmm. There are no excuses. You have mommy groups, crunchy mommy groups. You have autism groups. You have, you know, Jenny McCarthy and Generation Rescue have rescue angels in every city in the country and probably in Canada. So there are ways that you can get the support you need from local groups. And if you don't have a local group, start one, get some rice right. together once yeah. a week and start and I mean, you sharing know that, recipes. The, the meetup programs are absolutely wonderful and you can have a yes. meetup for things like this. But the, you know, the beauty of it is, is listen to podcasts. You know, these yes. podcasts are giving you, I mean, did you know folks, when you started listening to these shows, did you know? I mean, this is our fourth show now, and it's just mind-blowing what I've learned here. And, and it explains a great deal to do with my own health, and I'm looking at my own children and the problems they have. I didn't knowingly go out, do something you know, with the food and everything else to harm them. It is what we knew at the time, but now we know better. We need to make the changes that serves our children and ourselves, because we've got to understand this is an epidemic out there of people being sick, uh, the um, you know, inflammation of the body, asthma, um, brain fog, you know, people having meltdowns, you know, um, anger and ADD and depression and Tourette's syndrome and so who hasn't got a sleeping problem. And this is like, well, why in today's so-called advanced medical 
um, systems, are we so sick? Why do we have so many problems? And so, you know, first and foremost, the viruses that are systemic in our systems that have already broken down various areas, and then all the bombardment of the foods and the chemicals and the atmosphere, we're under attack. And our only defense is to look after ourselves from the inside out and rebuild our immune system because that's our only defense against it all. Absolutely. So one of the things I do want to talk about is what do we do in the home to create a healthy environment? Because this is another whole area. And one of my goals, Sarah, is as I release my next book, which is going to be all about this, I'm going to have a workbook that moms can also buy that will help, that'll go along with it so that they can get organized, you know, start in the pantry, start there and just start, you know, I'm going to have a full, you know, a mom might want to start with her cleaning goods. She might want to start with her personal body products. Mm -hmm. She might want to start figuring out what medications and drugs that are in her home that she needs to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's so, so many. The shampoo, that that's a big one stuff. to start off with, with the sodium lauryl sulfate right. in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so start out with one toothpaste. area and then work into all the other areas. Dispose of products that are toxic and replace them with natural products that you can afford to buy. Every single product out there, you can replace it with a healthier product. Yeah. I'm going to give you a website where you can literally look up. Oh my goodness, today my daughter and I were on this website. We looked up Dove soap. She was like, every time I use it, I get red splotches. Mm-hmm. We looked up Dove soap and it was so carcinogenic. And yeah. here it's promoted as this wonderful soap. And she was like, I got to get rid of my Dove soap. It's causing me harm. I mean, it's amazing um, the endocrine disruptors that are in soaps. But anyway, so start with one yeah, area. Actually, just, just pause things. on that a second. People don't look at the skin, the body as an organ, but it right. is. And it absorbs. It absorbs all those toxins and it gets into your bloodstream so fast from being on your skin or brushing your teeth or washing your hair. So you have right. to be mindful of what's in those products because that's, oh, I'm lathering myself up and it feels so smooth and green. What are you putting in and on your body? Right. So... So let's move into water filtration. If you are cooking with water I, or drinking water, get rid of the bottled water. Please yeah. don't use the plastic bottles. Go get yourself a Berkey water filter or some other form of filtration. Yeah. I'm not big on um, distilled water. Uh, reverse osmosis water is okay, but I'm, I'm always concerned about mineral depletion in some of yeah. these waters. A Berkey water filter is what I have. It's what all my kids have. I make no money off of telling you this. But I've got, and it takes out fluoride, chlorine, and many of the petrochemicals. It sits right on the counter. The kids can do it themselves. But there's, you have to put good, clean drinking water in your home and in all of your cooking. Yeah. Uh, pantry. Go in your pantry. Eventually get rid of processed foods, foods that have artificial colors, uh, foods that contain MSG. Look at your spices. My goodness. Spices are contaminated with all kinds of chemicals. Foods that are microwavable. Please do not microwave food. Do not eat microwave food. It is franken food. It is not helping you. I know sometimes in a pinch you might you know use it, but I don't even own a microwave. Mm-hmm. Um, I use a a convention a little a convection oven, and um, you know if I want to cook anything fast, I have a convection oven. But non-organic and GMO foods have to be eliminated from the house. Yes, your cleaning products. Eliminate dryer sheets. Yes. Um, uh, you know, things like um, 
uh, you know, cleaning products, mm -hmm. all of these antibacterial Lysol, Lysol spray and Febreze. When, when I see these commercials and she sprays the Febreze mm -hmm. and smells it, all I see are, are carcinogenic chemicals going into her lungs. Yeah. We, we don't want our children exposed to this. They're already sensitive. Mm -hmm. Those little plugins, get rid of them. Mm -hmm. Find out why your house isn't smelling good and yes. handle it. Yes. Uh, one thing that I do, you know, clean it. One thing yeah. that I use is I take a water bottle and I put a little bit of alcohol in it and I clean my counters with that. If I've been cooking with raw chicken, I use alcohol water on it because to me, I know that it's clean, but it's not that toxic. Um, so that you have lots of options. And so not all cleaners are the same. Read the labels. And I'm going to give you this website where you can go and you can look up cleaning products. You can look toothpaste, sunscreen, lotions, makeup products. It's called e ewg.org, ewg.org. And it'll give you a toxicity chart. So if you look up just whatever soap you use or toothpaste you use, um, and it identifies it, click and click through it several times, and you're gonna see it's gonna show you on the toxicity chart all of the chemicals and where they sit on the toxicity chart. And it's amazing what we're putting into our children. children every day, every day. You know, and and skin so and skin lotion. Yes. Um, so we have to begin to reduce some of these things in our home. Oh, that's just Federal Express. Don't mind them. <laughs> um, also, I have to tell you, um, I want you to get a team of good physicians around you. You need to find a good chiropractor. You need a functional medical doctor who can help you with testing and and after post testing recommendations. Uh, you need a good herbal or essential oil source for when you want to use essential oils in that nebulizer or in that humidifier at night when your children might be congested. You want to find a biological dentist. Biological dentists safely remove amalgams. Yes. They have a whole protocol. They might do ozone therapy for your gum disease. I've, I've, had, I've had ozone injections in my gums and it cleans up the infections. It's fabulous. They might do laser dentistry or have a, a variety of natural techniques um, in their clinics that you won't find at a traditional doctor's office. Right. Find yourself a good dentist. Yeah. Um, that's very important. Now, uh, moving on here. Yeah, removing the unnecessary uh, over-the-counter medications. I mean, what do we do yeah, when a kid has a temperature? Yeah. We run for the Tylenol, right? Right. I will mention here that your hypersensitive children, any mm -hmm. child who has eczema, psoriasis, food allergies, gut problems, ADD, attention deficit, learning problems, sleeping issues, autism, Asperger's, all of them are in a state of hypersensitivity. Yeah. They also could be hypersensitive to essential oils and such. So be careful how you use these oils. You have to know what you're doing. Don't just buy them and start rubbing them all over. It doesn't work that way. They are powerful. And so learn about essential oils and be responsible with them. You can use them on children in different capacities, but you have to be careful because they could also have a reaction to an essential oil. Yeah. 
I actually have a couple yeah, of wonderful aromatherapists. I have a couple of wonderful aromatherapists. That's you know their dedication to it and, and actually providing the right combination for people and what they need, um, and uh, you know at the right level where they you know can uh, dilute it down or make it stronger. So I'll put those links in there too because you really need to go to somebody who this is their focus, this is what they're dedicated to, and they know their stuff. So that's very important. Aromatherapy is absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But you've really got to know somebody who really does know it because it can be just yes. as harmful, um, you know, if used wrong. Or you just go and buy an aromatherapy from some store and you have no idea what's in it. So, yeah. Right. Be careful. <clears throat> yeah. Homeopathy is also very beneficial. Um, I personally do not consider myself an expert in homeopathy, but because I've spoken to thousands of parents over the years, I've had some come up to me to say, this one particular homeopathy remedy brought my kids' language back overnight. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hear these amazing stories, and yet I know that won't work for another child. So look into homeopathy, find traditional homeopathy, um, a person who really knows it is certified, um, because homeopathy tinctures... And, and um, treatments can be very beneficial um, when dealing with hypersensitivity children. Um, and, and so, I mean, I personally don't have any homeopathy in my home, but I'm also very healthy. Um, but if I did have a problem show up, I would probably research and see if a homeopathy product could be beneficial for me. So, would you describe what a homeopathy so, um, is actually yes. for people who don't know? Well, they take whatever it is. Let's say a child is allergic to poison ivy. Mm -hmm. they, they, homeopathy is where you take poison ivy, you reduce it down to liquid, then you spin it at a very, very high frequency, reduce it down again. And what it is, you're getting the, the energetic essence into the final product, which is very, 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 very minute form of poison ivy. And when you put it into the body, it it causes a, a, an immune system reaction that is supposed to kick your body into a whole new healing response to that poison ivy. That's the so, only way I can describe it. Actually, what you're kind of describing is the original principle behind vaccines. Except for they were wrong. Right. Because they're not they use chemicals and things like this instead of using the natural products. Well, and, and they're also making viruses in, in, in labs. They're Franken-viruses, and right. they don't have anything to do with the wild viruses, and they're right. injecting them in the body. Yes. Very different. But homeopathy is another art. Um, some other parts of the world, it's very popular. Mm -hmm. But you can find a good traditional homeopathist in the area. Just you have to Google and look for it and ask lots of questions. Um, so those are some options that people have. So a functional medical doctor, chiropractor, herbal or essential oil, like you said, you have a good resource. And then also a biological dentist. Avoid, please avoid amalgam fillings. Yes. And if you have amalgam fillings, get them removed by a biological dentist who yes. knows how to do it properly yeah. so that you do not end up with mercury toxicity of the brain. Right. Yes. And you cannot have all your mercury um, fillings out at once. It is a gradual thing. Um, it's right. just as detrimental to have them all out at once as, you know, as it is to leave them in. So um, actually there is a, another wonderful program. Um, 
I have an allergist. Uh, I'm not quite sure. It's something like a biofeedback. Uh, she knows yes. testing you and then she's, uh, it's literally zapping it out. It's telling the body that you're no longer allergic to that. And uh, when I went through her program, I got it. It lasted years before I started having more problems, which came through toxicity. Um, but it just amazing the effects that had on that. Absolutely amazing. I couldn't be around cats before without having an asthma attack to the point of you know nearly passing out and now i live with a cow so see that's interesting i'm so glad you mentioned that because biofeedback is very important what they're doing is they're working on frequencies in the body Mm -hmm. and they're on reactions in the body and and there's many different types there's many different tools i've seen biofeedback where you put a cap on your head you have goggles on and you're listening to ear you're listening to audio as well. And then they're working and retraining the brain. Yeah. Um, I've seen biofeedback where they attach something to your fingers yes. and they're picking up frequencies in the body that are not supposed to be there. And then they're sending in a positive um, reaction in that feedback. Yeah. I've seen laser therapy with biofeedback where laser therapy, my, one of my children had motion sickness all the time, her whole life. Um, she was doing some biofeedback for other things and mentioned motion, motion sickness. Um, the doctor had a laser. He ran over her brain twice, got rid of it. She's never had it since. I can't explain that other than the frequency that he was working on was changing the frequency in her neurology so that she didn't have motion sickness. And it has been about eight or 10 years since that happened. She still does not have motion sickness. Um, so there's a lot of good things that we can learn yeah. out there in what I call I know, I know modern medicine wants to call them alternative. Um, they've, they've been around for thousands of years, many of them. But know. they're actually more appropriate. Yes. And um, more appropriate therapies that are going to look at the underlying cause of a problem and address the cause. We don't want to run around chasing symptoms. No. And I, I mean, I know sometimes we have to do medication, perhaps. Sometimes your child will need a medication like asthma attack, whatever, but we don't run around chasing symptoms with chemicals. We try to understand the symptom, work with the body so that the symptom becomes less a problem. The root cause, not the band-aid. Exactly. That's the thing. If if something constantly is just you band-aid it, you're not paying attention to what the root cause is. If you get down to the root cause, you don't need the band-aid. And you know, um, another one that comes up, by the way, is sacral therapy where they actually align the brain i've had that done to me which was just amazing we were actually at a starbucks when he was doing it and as he's doing my face is contorting this way and that way my brain was out of alignment i kept falling to one side and everything else he put it in straight and it was just amazing like my whole body was centered for quite some time and then i fell again but that's me but there are so many answers out there you know the thing is is oh i don't know what to do well not only have you got on your site and even in all of these shows enormous amount of resources that people can go to you know um this is a lot of information we've given you over four shows and i know a lot of it is daunting and, it, and it's, you're in the shock at the present moment. Oh my God, you know, everything I've been giving my kid has been bad for them. Don't beat yourself up. You did not know. Now you do. Start off slowly. Change the toothpaste, change the shampoo, change the soap. Start introducing better foods to your children and slowly start diminishing those other foods. Don't just say, we're all going to get healthy now because they'll be up in arms. Slowly do it. 
slowly do it without them even knowing and just the whole family immerse into it and as they start feeling better and you've starting to get those toxins out of the body you know then you can say yeah we changed a healthy lifestyle and i'd like you to continue on this way but there are so many resources out there for you and on your site you have and literally as i say it's like an encyclopedia of knowledge that you have up there i want to mention something that i forgot um zeolites and we did not really talk about getting rid of heavy metals in the body right. and in the brain there are many different approaches to chelate or to pull metal out of the body. If you're an adult, um, you could probably do some IV chelation, which is an agent that is put into your, you know, obviously your blood vessels, and it circulates around the body and it attaches ionically metals that don't belong there and pulls them out through the urine. Um, chelation therapy is not covered by insurance. It's, it can be very expensive, but it can be life-saving for some people. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are natural forms of chelation uh, one of them is zeolites. Zeolites are natural food products that are genetically set up beautifully and ionically set up to pull metals out of the brain. If people want more information about what zeolites um, I can encourage them or teach them about or show them to, again, I don't make medical recommendations, but, but there are some zeolites that are working so well on both children and adults that I can talk about with them personally. Again, that's how people need to get in touch with you because again, we've, we've flooded them with information and you know, yes, now that do. they need to talk with you and, and kind of what are my first steps, you know, um, where do I go from here? And uh, first and foremost, I invite them to go to your site, which is marytoko.com, is it? Yes, either marytoko.com or childhoodshots.com. And that will lead you to all of that information. And how will they email you or get they hold of you? Mary at marytoko.com. If they would like to um, uh, get a consultation with me, uh, which what I do there is I basically learn all I can about the client, whoever it is that is you know the concern. Um, I send a questionnaire and then we talk and I help you find resources in your area and I enlighten you a little bit more about specifics pertaining to that particular type of illness. Um, again, this is just based on my holistic knowledge that I've acquired over the years. So people can sign up for a consultation with me um, from my website, childhoodshots.com. And I do charge because obviously, Sarah, this takes a yes. lot of time, yes. a lot of effort, uh, because I do a lot of research ahead of time. And then I follow it up with a nice email um, overviewing everything that we've talked about, uh, helping giving them a roadmap of how they can begin this process with their particular child. And um, also, you know, finding the right functional medical doctor and chiropractor to work with in their area. Right. So that's available. But you can email me also on Facebook. Um, I have uh, two or three pages out there. Um, one is called Injured by Vaccines. You can post your story there. I have a Facebook page, just Mary Toko. It's my professional one. And then I have a personal one, Mary, middle initial E, Toko, and that one you can like as well. And I post stuff all the time on what's going on around the country, what bills are trying are they're trying to pass, what's going on in the government, what's you know I'll be putting coronavirus updates on that. I send you to other people's videos and research because mm -hmm. this is such a huge topic. This is where I post your programs mm -hmm. so that my I have five thousand friends on my one site 
uh, on my one page, all of those people are getting exposed to right. your stuff as well. So that's a really good way to communicate with me. I also have um, uh, one form I give out for everybody, the aborted fetal cell tissue and vaccines. Mm-hmm. And this, form, this is a form that you can take to your pastors, your clergy, your priests, your nurse, whoever, and say, look, this is a reality. And, and we don't know what's happening to the people when they get injected with aborted fetal cell tissue. We think it's causing autoimmune problems and also gender confusion. So this is a huge problem. Yeah. And, and I give out this form for free. I give a lot of stuff for free. You can download my um, Tylenol acetaminophen um, uh, study on my front page by going to health articles. It talks about the dangers of Tylenol and how it's outlawed in countries around the world, but we give it out like candy here. Yeah. Just crazy stuff. But I have a lot on my websites for people to help support them in this journey because it takes support. And you have this wonderful DVD, which for the people who are listening to this, they have 50% off. Um, and uh, if you want to go back and listen to all of the other shows, um, if you've come to it through YouTube or through audio, please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com uh, slash Mary Toko, T-O-C-C-O. And all of her shows will come up on this. This is something that if you really want, listen with another mother's group or listen as a family, you know, because you are going to pause it and go, oh my God, I never knew. Did you know? And it is going to <clears throat> be quite inundating because the information that you've given is eye-opening. And we still got many people, and I have them in my family, that, you know, vaccines are the be-all and the end-all. And, you know, and they're still under the illusion that, you know, people will die without them. And yet we look at the coronavirus, for whatever reason they started to do this, whether it was a vaccine against the corona, look at what it's doing right now and the deaths that it's having and the fear and the hysteria that it's causing around the world. So we, <clears throat> we have to be educated. This, we can't bury our heads in the sand here. We have to take ownership over our own bodies. You speak uh, a great deal of the children and the anti-vaccine, but we've got to remember we are child too. And we've been victim to this as well. And that many of our problems, I probably could put all of my health problems down to various vaccines and medications I had as a child, um, which I've always been looking at. Why have I got this? Why have I got this? Where did it come about? And now you know, it's understanding that the root cause of it probably is in the gut and in the, in the genetic tissue and everything else. So what are we going to do about it? Because when we have the knowledge, we have the empowerment and you've got the people that can help them do it. So it's not just telling them and leaving them hanging dry. You're telling them and you're showing them all the ways out of this and what they can do in order to get back their own health, their children's health. And as we said at the beginning of the show, your best defense against anything out there is a strong immune system. And you owe it to yourself to invest in yourself, invest in your children. If you start looking at what you're paying on medications through your life and you go, instead, I'm going to put this money in my health and I'm going to be healthy so I don't need the medications. What a better investment it's going to be. So please listen to the other shows, follow her on Facebook, look at her site. This is something, a good cup of coffee or maybe a good strong scotch. (laughs) You need to go through it. Uh, Get the other mums that you know involved. Get your family involved. Pass it around. Even if people go, I'm not going to listen to it. I had somebody the other day 
that came across the um, Bill Gates video, uh, or just a, a statement, and then I sent to the show, and she goes, oh my God, I can't believe this. And if you want to know about that, that posting's on the first show, folks, so go back and listen to that. And, uh, you know, the link to Dell, I have that on all of your shows as well for people to go in and listen to those videos. Thank this you. is what we're here for, is to give you the information. Please don't ignore it because you don't want to. Yes, it does mean you have to relook at your life and your children's life in a totally different way. But at least you have a solution of what to do in order to make your health and your children's health better, which means that you could be more productive and happier and just more abundant in every aspect of your life. So thank you, Mary, for this wonderful series. You're welcome. And above all, pray for God's direction and guidance because mm. I believe our faith and the power of prayer is mighty. And what is going to work for one child won't work for another child. Right. And that's where I just trust in God to direct and guide your path so that you know what is best for your child and can help them recover. I also am available to come speak for organizations. Mm -hmm. um, my lectures do qualify for continuing ed credits. So if you're a chiropractor or a midwife and you're having conferences and you would like a keynote speaker, I absolutely love speaking and meeting people face to face. That is truly my uh, my forte. So, you know, consider having me come out to your area and let's start a health revolution in your yeah. town. Yes. You know, the more people are aware, the more people will adopt and adapt a new healthy lifestyle. And if you're doing it with other people, that you're in it together, you're there to support one another through the process. You know, you are not alone. There are other people who are wanting to change too. Get together and do it together. Really important. And you said, you know, the power of prayer. We have to understand prayer is a beautiful vibration. It is a higher frequency of energy. And we know that when we step into that energy, it has an amazing amount of healing opponents to it. And so opening up those channels and allowing that divine wisdom to come forth and raise that energy it just starts setting the platform for everything to happen. So I agree. Let prayers, prayer open you up. And what, whatever your faith, let prayer or just that positive energy open you up. So, so selfdiscoverymedia.com slash Mary Toko, T-O-C-C-O, childhoodshots.com or marytoko.com. Facebook, uh, which is all over there. The links are all on her site as well. And get Twitter. To, and Twitter, right. And get and uh, the DVD. Are you on LinkedIn? Yes. Yes, I am. Yes, I'm on LinkedIn, LinkedIn as well. Yes. Right. And, you know, this is share, 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 please, folks. Share. Uh, as I said, you will have all of the shows on one page as, all, as well as individual. And just get this out there. This is the reason why we do it. We want you to have a better existence and be more protected and have a strong immune system. And the only way you're going to know, do that is to know what to do and where to start. And that's why Mary's doing what she's doing. And that's why I'm bringing her to you. So thank you so much, Mary. You're very welcome. My honor, my pleasure. I'd love to come back again sometime. Yes, definitely. Um, there is still so much to talk about, you know, because uh, there's a lot of information here, I know. And, and it's a lot for people to take in. But most definitely, we'll have you back again. And um, I just really, folks, please take the time to listen to the shows, to digest it, to talk about it with people. Don't go on the attack. Don't go on and, no, 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 I'm not going to listen. Please listen. It's coming from a place of love. 
and mm -hmm. honesty is coming from a place of knowledge and if you don't believe mary then just simply look at the research that she brings you the mm -hmm. facts are there the facts are there and yeah. you can't deny the facts because if you do you're denying your own well-being so we wish you all beautiful immune system and uh, wonderful health and may you take this journey to it so until next time folks bye for now we hope that you enjoyed the show to find many more shows of inspiration please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com podcasts and you will see an array of shows to choose from please do visit our www discoveringcommunities.org and see what else that we have in store for you. Do enjoy our next show.